it's uh, my privilege to be here uh, this morning to speak to you. I was uh, trying to imagine the conversation in the church office a few weeks ago when Eric knew that he couldn't be here. And he was trying to find somebody for uh, today, New Year's Day. And uh, he's like, Linda, I can't find anybody. And Linda is sitting there thinking to herself, mm, I don't know if I should suggest this or not. And she finally decided, Eric, there was a guy a few years ago, he used to do this once in a while. And Eric was like, really, who's that? So Linda offers me up. And uh, so Eric called a few weeks ago and, and asked if I'd be available to do this. And uh, I said, well, unfortunately for the congregation, I am Eric. You'll have to do a lot of cleanup afterwards. Well, uh, what Bob really meant to say was this, and so he was okay and, and good with that. Uh, and then just some just background before we get going. I was, uh, I was sharing the message today with Catherine. We were driving to Rockford, and I was kind of going through the message a little bit. And she, or the, and she says, uh, Dad, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so uh, not a tremendous confidence booster coming in. And, uh, and then I will say uh, that I've, when I've done this before, I've done it a handful of times, is that I, I've always received consistent feedback from Susan. Just unbelievably consistent feed, feedback. Two words. And, and her feedback is too long. So it's 10.30. I told Catherine to raise her hand after 20 minutes. And, uh, and we'll take it from there. But again, it, it is a privilege to be here again. Uh, it was uh, just over five years ago that I last stood here to give a message uh, uh, to you, and at that point, uh, this is another thing that's different too, this little ear, this little ear con- contraption. But uh, it was here, and it was at that time uh, that uh, Susan and Catherine and I were, were preparing to leave Stillman and move down to Carterville, down in southern Illinois, way down in southern Illinois. You know, we had been in Stillman for 18 years. We had been part of this church for just about that same length of time. And, uh, and I would say, and I, I'm sure I've shared with you, that leaving Kish was the hardest part about leaving Stillman. Uh, and the biggest part of that is just the relationships in terms of getting to know people. Uh, and so as we were leaving, that was absolutely the, uh, the hardest thing. And it, it was, again, because of the depth of those relationships. And we, we knew you and you knew us in a way that a lot of folks didn't. Uh, and we had been leaving, and uh, everyone that we'd grown to know and love, and t- to move to a place where we knew no one. Uh, and I would say that while we continued to miss you, you guys, we did uh, begin to know some people down in southern Illinois. And uh, as my position as superintendent had the, 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 the pr- privilege to get to know, I'm going to throw some names out. They're not going to mean anything to you, but they will mean some things to us. Uh, Dale Hydebreeder was my assistant superintendent. Him and his family were just phenomenal. Uh, people, Becky Sanders, Tom Webb, Todd Rogers, and many others from my, my role as superintendent. Uh, but we also uh, attended First Baptist Church of Carterville, which was a Southern Baptist church down there. And, uh, you know, I remember the first service uh, we're there uh, attending, and, you know, and, and Susan is, is tearing up because we didn't know anybody. And we're going from a place where we knew everybody, and it was hard. But I'll tell you, over the course of four years, uh, we just came to love that church family. They were so gracious and warmed us. Again, some names that won't mean anything to you, but Pastor Brad Harlow and his wife Sherry, just Rick and Jean McNeil, Gary and Joan Cooper, Austin and Leah Clark, 
Glenn and Joe Pichard, Michael and Vina Thompson, Murray, Cora, Robbie Church, Joyce and Charles Stevens, and many others. Uh, it was just amazing, and I'll, and I'll tell you, when it was time to come back up north, uh, it was hard to leave those guys. It was really hard. Not as hard as it was leaving you guys, but it was still very hard. Uh, you know, Catherine was down there and developed relationships. She just loves going back down there and being with those people. Um, but until you really leave someplace and go someplace new, you, you lose track of how deep and meaningful the relationships are. They're, 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 really, uh, they're really blessings. They're profound blessings to know people and to enter into relationships. And I'm sure that, that you can think of the people you know and uh, you think about their character, their personality, their, their nuances, what makes them special, and how different your life would be without them. You know, those relationships are just unbelievable, but you can't have meaningful relationships with anyone without knowing them. And today I want to speak on a, on a different level of knowing, and this knowing of family and friends, I believe, is a shadow and a foretaste of knowing him. And uh, who is him? Well, him is he who is born. It is he who is risen. And it is he who will come again. It's Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And today's an interesting time of the year because what we do is we, we intersect Christmas, he is born, with this new year, which is usually typically full of resolutions. And if there was a New Year's resolution that was worth making in 2017, I believe, I think it would be the resolution to know him. To know him differently. Uh, And not just know about him, but to know him in the way Paul describes in Ephesians, to know him in the way that he wants us to know him. And here's from Ephesians. This is Paul. And, you know, Eric, you know, don't poo-poo this Romans thing because it's, it's an amazing thing. But this is Paul speaking in Ephesians. But what was ever to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider Everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that to which is through faith in Christ." the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. And listen to this. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of the sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in death, and so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. And this is Paul, desperate to know him to that depth. So I'd ask you to to pray with me. Father, we're humbled that you've drawn us here today. 
uh, really to know you better. We're in awe that you know us, and even more so that you love us. You create and set the heavens in motion, and in doing so, we have this year of 2017. And But as through the power of the Holy Spirit, lead and guide our hearts here today, but throughout this next year of which you are sovereign. Most of all, we pray to grow you better and know you better. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Again, I'm not credentialed up here, uh, as a pastor anyway. Uh, But I really want today to be simple. uh, And that is just to to, uh, think about knowing him. And when Pastor Eric returns, he's going to begin this series on Romans. And Romans is a letter to the early church. And if you could just think about that early church for a moment and think about Paul. It's a very short period of time uh, that things changed dramatically. As the prophets had foretold, we've got the birth. And then uh, 33 years later, the life of Christ. The three final years, the ministry of Christ. And then his death. Three days later, a resurrection. A few weeks later, an ascension. And then a while after that, at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit is poured down. And that's really when unbelievable, remarkable things started to happen. And as you think about the early church, you think about those disciples and the apostles and how unbelievably difficult and challenging and what that was. I don't even think they knew, even while that was going on, exactly what was at stake. But there was one constant about that group. They knew him. They knew him. And so as we get into 2017, the question is, Can we know him in that way? You know, when you think about Paul, and Eric's going to preach out of Romans, here's a Pharisee. Here's a guy who knows the law inside and out probably better than anybody. Big-time law guy. Uh, Christ was crucified, and and, and Saul at that time, his job was to go out and take, it's really to kind of wipe out the Christians, the way. And then what what you read in Acts is as he's going to Damascus, that powerful act, historical act of Christ just, boom, coming down on him in the most profound way. And it's at that point that Saul, later Paul, begins to know him. Not in the same way the disciples knew, but no less real. And the truth is we're sitting here today in in this church because of historical facts that occurred in a small group of people just over 2,000 years ago who came to know him. Uh, Life was not easy for those folks uh, in that early church, but those people could not deny what they'd witnessed. They couldn't deny the impact of the Holy Spirit. They couldn't deny knowing him. And so as we move on today, it says, do we know him that way? Will we know him any differently? Uh, 
one year from now. Many of you will be sitting here again January 1, 2018. Will you know him? Will we know him any differently than we do today? That's a, that would be a pretty good resolution, I think. And so let's talk about knowing him a little bit. And this is the other thing I'm going to just, uh, one thing, when you're not up here very much, it's like you always want to jam everything in. It's like everything, you just can't do it in 20 minutes. So we'll hit, we'll hit, some, uh, we'll hit some highlights. Knowing him. Most dynamic, supernatural, and transforming experience we can ever hope to have. In anything that we do, there's nothing, there's nothing that can compare to that experience of knowing him in the way he wants to know us. And, and so you can say, well, how can that be? Well, you know, from Isaiah, the 44th chapter, with, with Jennifer read today, is he formed us, he made us. We're here because he willed us to be here today. Uh, he's our creator, he's the sustainer of life, and in that, in that 44th chapter, talks about pouring out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. And they will spring up like grass in a meadow, like poplar trees by flowing streams. One will say, I belong to the Lord. Another will call himself by the name of Jacob. Still, another will write on his hand, the Lord's. And will take the name Israel. He formed us. He designed us. And just think about it for a few minutes. Uh, we have eyes to see. We have ears to hear. And we have mouths to speak. And with sight, you know what we get to do? We get to witness his majesty every day. And people may say there's no more miracles today. Well, I think that's, just, that's a miracle every day. We can see his majesty with our eyes. We can read his word. We can also see those in need and provide comfort. We have sight. We have ears. And, and why do we have ears, you might ask? Well, we, can, we have ears because we can hear his word preached. We can hear songs of praise and thanksgiving. And ultimately, the magnificent sound of trumpets are those sounds at his second coming. We have mouths to preach his word, sing hymns of praise. But most of all, we have mouths to proclaim his glorious name. We're formed in a way that we can know him through how we were created. But beyond that, his spirit is poured down as a promise to us, the Holy Spirit. And, and that's really that creates the capacity to know him in a way that we can't imagine. You know what's a little bit like, I think? It's like the, in, the, in Scripture where the, 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 you're talking about blind, there's blind people a lot, and Jesus heals them. And there's one occasion, I believe, where he takes some, some spit and he rubs the guy's eyes. This guy's been blind since birth. And he rubs the eyes, and all of a sudden he kind of sees a little bit better. He talks about, well, I, I can see trees, or things look like trees. And so Jesus takes a little bit more spit and rubs his eyes. And then he sees clearly and magnificently. And can you imagine what that would be like? And I think spiritually it's the same thing. Is that this knowing him uh, is having those eyes cleared so we can see him. The Holy Spirit provides that. The Holy Spirit, I just want to talk about that a little bit today. The Holy Spirit, the indwelling, reveals more and more his glory, his majesty. Uh, But I'll also say this, 
and I, I won't dwell on a lot because most of the time we don't like to hear it. But the other thing is the Holy Spirit also reveals um, our depravity. The Holy Spirit reveals uh, our sinful nature in a, in, a, in a profound way. And so what happens is uh, it's this, this dynamic of the Holy Spirit shows us and reveals us more and more God's glory and majesty and his holiness. Uh, but at the same time, he reveals our own depravity. And so there's this, there's this gap that becomes wider and wider. And it's like, my goodness, he is um, so much more holy than I ever imagined. He's, the majesty is unbelievable, the righteousness. And look at me. And Paul's going to talk about that in Romans. But you know what closes that gap? You know what accounts for closing the gap? There's only one thing that can close that gap. Jesus Christ. Reconciles us, and that is the only way. Holy Spirit reveals that to us. That's part of the dilemma is that as the Holy Spirit dwells more and more in us, we become more aware of both those issues. But we also become more grateful and humbled that Christ Jesus came in to resolve that for us. We, we are desperate and hopeless without him. And, uh, okay, hold on. Just to kind of move on a little bit. I, I, Catherine, where am I? Okay. <laughs> I just, so, in his book, uh, and, you know, and, and Eric has referenced Martin Lloyd-Jones a couple times, and when he talks about spending a year on Romans, uh, Lord Martin, I think he might have spent like multiple years on Romans, but in his book, Unspeakable Joy, uh, Lloyd, uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones Jones writes about the, the, diff- the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the profound that, you know, as Christians, we're regenerated, we're, our, 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 our uh, salvation is secure, but there's this additional outpouring baptism of the Holy Spirit that just cranks it all up even more. And this is where you see the early church. You see revivals periodically. And one thing we don't see of is much of that anymore. is because we, we don't experience it in the way that we ought to, where we experience this joy unspeakable. So there's this Holy Spirit working in us and through us. And one of the things that we should be desperate about in 2017 is seeking that more and more. Uh, and uh, you'll see in Romans when Paul describes uh, the Father as Abba, that's how tight we want to be. So given the fact that I have uh, three minutes, uh, make a couple points. I don't want you to lose fact of what Jennifer read from John. When Jesus talks about the sheep, he knows his sheep, and the sheep know him. They know his voice. Um, That's how tight it is. That's how tight it should be. And so, how how do we get there? How do we know him better? Well, part of it is is that we, we really don't. He does. It's his. It's his call. It's his call. Uh, we've got this sinful nature that's got to be closed, but at the end of the day, uh, it's the power of the Holy Spirit 
that will draw us into knowing him like we've never known him before. To the point where it changes us dramatically. Where we're really not the same. Like the early church. So here are some things. Now I'm just going to reference Lloyd-Jones in terms of what it is. So if, the, if the Holy Spirit is responsible. And it's not works. We can't work our way into this. But he would suggest that these kinds of circumstances create probably conditions where we can. One is just realizing the possibility. Don't be content with where you are. There are a lot of of us that show up every Sunday. And we're very comfortable to show up here every Sunday. And we're comfortable because we know everybody like we did for 18 years. We just like being here. And we got a, you know, Eric is just a fabulous pastor. This church family is unbelievable. And so we just kind of come every Sunday. We come every Sunday and it's good and we like doing it and we come coming back. But we don't know him like we should. But realize that you can know him better than you do right now. That, that's po- that, that, that is possible. And you also, while you're doing that, watch your motive. A lot of times we like to get in this, for, it's our own self-seeking. Uh, it's, it's for our, our own benefit that it looks like, oh, look how religious we are. It's not like that. You know, Lord George, uh, Lord George says this, who should we be seeking? And this is, this is, we should always be seeking the Lord Jesus Christ himself. To know him, to know his love, and to be witness for him and to minister to his glory. Watch your motive. Uh, be obedient. At its heart, obedience is pleasing those who love us. So be obedient out of love to Christ. Uh, Pray. This is tied into reading scripture. Pray fervently. You know, we all, and you guys are probably a lot like me. The prayer is reasonably consistent, but I wouldn't say that it's profound. I don't think I go at it desperately. Like you watched uh, Jacob when he was wrestling or Christ is praying to the point that this blood is coming out or that you're just, you're just so desperate, the urgency is so great that your prayer has some ramp up to it. We don't tend to do that. Pray fervently. Pray intensely. And that's got to be in combination with reading scripture because you really can't pray. Because you've got to plead, you've got to pray what he wants you to pray. Where do you get that? You get that from scripture. You plead what he says he'll give you in scripture. So you've got to pray. That's got to be linked so tightly to to his word. And I think you also have to understand your circumstances. He's always leading us towards him. And the circumstances sometimes are awful. And I've found, and you probably have too, is that some of the things that seem to be most difficult and frustrating... uh, are actually under his sovereign control. And you don't think it at the time. But it's all being done to draw us toward him and to him and near him to know him better. I think you just have to know that. And there's nothing easy. This is, this is mysterious. The Holy Spirit, it'll be different for everybody. Some people pray and read scripture and have the right motive and they can be that way for a year. But that outpouring of the baptism of the Holy Spirit might not come for one year, might not come from two years. Sometimes it does, may not. But in some, so it's, it's, I can't give you any answers on this. Just that we should desire to know him better. And I'll say this as I close in 20 minutes. Because if you do know him differently, here's a couple things that will happen. 
If, 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 you know him, if we know him differently than we do today, there are two things that I think will happen. One, we will more love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And we will love our neighbor as ourselves. If we know him better, I, I, we will do those two things better. And do those two things sound familiar? Those are the two greatest commandments. Know him. So let's get ready for uh, Romans because I think if we, if we go through Romans and at the same time are just wanting to know him better, I think Romans is just going to is going to explode for us. I think it's going to mean so much more than it ever has before. So uh, pray with me. Father, it's, it's humbling that we can know you through your Son and the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. In this new year, help us to know you better. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.